It's time. MGM Tonight, live from BetQL. And live from the nation's capital, Ryan Horvath, Nick Ash, BetMGM Tonight. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, the Odyssey app, nationwide on the BetQL network. We got the Marlins up 2-1 on the Rays right now. But that couple of teams battling for playoff positioning. And, oh my God, the Yankees are up 2-0 on the Tigers in the sixth. The Yankees are winning a baseball game. Yeah, all it takes is playing the Tigers. That usually (laughs) will help your case. Just a little bit. The Angels cut half their team or put them on waivers, and they're up 4-2 on the Phillies right now, too. Your Phillies, Scott. What's going on? That's how baseball works. What? Michael Lorenzen is terrible this evening. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just it's not pretty. It's, it's very much back and forth, and right now the Angels are smacking the crap out of uh, Mr. Lorenzen. I really wish you were more of a jerk of a Phillies fan. You're way too nice, and it drives me nuts. It would be way more fun to just be able to push your buttons if you were Life's too like, short one to of those. Be, uh, 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 very difficult. Yeah, this is true. There's plenty of people that are difficult in life, and then you just have to ignore them. That's that's the best way to approach it, like I do with most of your Philly fans, but not you, my friend. You're a good guy. Nate Davis is a good guy, too. He jumps on with us, too. NFL covers the NFL, USA Today. Uh, so we're, we're trying to figure out, like, dude, this, this season in general with the AFC, Nate, it's like you're looking here and you go to the NFC, and it's like, okay, there's like the top three teams, then after that, I have no idea who I really trust. In the AFC, we could be looking at like eight, nine teams that are at least potential playoff teams, and some may not even make the playoffs. When you look at sort of the bottom half of the AFC, who's the team, whether it's maybe the Steelers or the Browns or one of those types of teams that you look at and say, they're not getting enough attention, and that team deserves some attention in terms of being a playoff team this season in a very crowded AFC. Well, I think probably of, of those teams you listed, I, I, I probably would have said Pittsburgh two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Um, you know, I feel like they're they're a bit of a of a preseason darling. Um, I had them as an eleven win team, you know, going into the, into training camp, uh, not in the playoffs. Now I've kind of I've kind of bumped them up to twelve wins, given the that, that offense looks good. I mean, you, you got to take preseason with a grain of salt, obviously, but um, you know, Kenny Pickett in year two, not Najee Harris, kind of fully healthy after having some foot issues last year. Uh, yeah, expecting all those guys to make a leap and then getting a full year out of T.J. Watt. You know, Highsmith is, is a pass rusher and not a lot of people know about. So, to, to me, that group, you know, the Steelers really are, are kind of the, the one maybe that might um, surprise people. But, but like you said, I mean, I got, I've got teams like the, the Dolphins and, and the and the Browns winning 10 games and not getting into the playoffs. Uh, There's certainly going to be some, some roadkill in the AFC that you wouldn't have expected. Yeah, Nate, I wanted to ask you about that. As we see Delvin Cook most likely going to play week one for the Jets. Um, who do you like in the AFC East? The Bills the last couple of years have been the favorites, had a bunch of injuries on the defensive side of the ball. You brought up the Dolphins. We really like them offensively. And then the Patriots, they just wave Bailey Zappi. So uh, Mac Jones has a real play caller in Bill O'Brien, but nobody's high on the Patriots this year. Who do you like in the East? I've got the Jets and the Bills, you know, pretty much neck and neck. You know, it'll, it'll be fun to kind of see round one, you know, on, on that, that first um, Monday night. I mean, I think the Bills have, you know, as much as people have talked about the protection issues, maybe the Jets have, I think the Bills kind of have that, that similar situation. So, uh, you know, I think Josh Allen could, could be running for his life there on night one. But um, I do like both these teams. I mean, not having Von Miller for the first part of the season is a bit of a setback. 
uh, for Buffalo, but um, maybe not, not a lot of people know that Leonard Floyd ended up there. You know, I'm looking for Dalton Kincaid, their first-round tight end, to, to have a nice impact with there. And, and, you know, with the Cook brothers, you know, James Cook is going to be their RB1. We'll see if he can add a bit of an explosive element for them. Um, both, both teams have, have, you know, obviously pretty much the same schedule. It's, 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 it's a rough one with AFC West and NFC East teams. Uh, but, but I like them both to make the playoffs. I mean, I'm, I'm expecting big things. You know, Jets had a, had a top four defense last year despite getting no help at all offensively. Uh, it should be fun to watch, but I think that they're both going to be must-watch teams all year. I think most reasonable people uh, don't look at the Colts as a team that's a playoff team. Maybe you do. I don't know. I want to put wor- don't want to put words in your mouth or anything here, but we're finding out now that Jonathan Taylor is going to be out at least the first four weeks. They're going to keep him on the pup list. They weren't able to work out a trade. How do you see this situation playing out in Indianapolis? Yeah, you know, I wrote about this about a month ago, and, and you know, I, I generally am okay with, with with the running back market being depressed just because recent history tells you that running backs don't add a whole lot of value to teams uh, in terms of winning championships. I think I think there's been one thousand yard rusher that's been on a Super Bowl winner like in the last decade, and that was Legarrette Blunt. Um, so these elite running backs, I mean, just just history shows us that they're they're not going to contribute to winning all that much. In the Colts' case, I really think they needed Jonathan Taylor to take some heat off of Anthony Richardson. You know, having if you want to develop a guy that's got 13 starts in college and I believe had six in high school, um, so I, I feel for him. I think that this is a real. Uh, I don't want to say it's, it's Chris Ballard's mistake. I mean, Jonathan Taylor isn't a pup list. Um, I mean, I think Chris, Chris Ballard's getting some heat from from above on on this one. But I really thought the Colts would have been wise to get Jonathan Taylor under contract. Uh, in the building um, if for no other reason than to help out your, your rookie quarterback, your inexperienced rookie quarterback. Um, how this plays out now, you know, obviously he's not going to play the first month either, but um, I, I will say from a trade perspective, you would think as the season kind of unfolds and gets going, his market should only go up as guys get beat up and hurt as we move forward. So we'll see what happens. Nate, moving over to the NFC really quickly here. We just saw a trade go down between the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. So Trey Lance ends up getting moved for a fourth-round pick. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on San Francisco coming into the season? You know, with Brock Purdy, with Sam Darnold backing him up, are you still really high on them coming into the year? I know Seattle's getting some love. The Rams, we don't really know what to expect. And uh, But I, I just I don't know, man, with San Francisco this season, if, if Purdy, you know, kind of comes back down to earth. Well, I mean, it's going to it's going to be tough to improve on on seven and one yeah. with, with your one loss being the the UCL game, you know, against the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. But but I mean that that team, I mean, aside from draft, drafting Trey Lance, I mean, they they generally seem to know what they're doing. They've got stars all over the field. I mean, you you would assume that that Nick Bosa is going to be back um, for the opener. You know, that's that that's that's what John Lewis seems to be telling us uh, on that front. I'm, I'm a little concerned, you know, about the offensive line, um, at least. Guys to the right of Trent Williams just after losing Mike McGlinchey in free agency, uh, so slight concern there. But I mean, the, the Niners really are loaded in most positions. The defense ought to be elite. You know, we'll see if they take any any kind of a hiccup or step back with with their coordinator D'Amico Ryan's gone. But um, you know, you guys touched on it earlier. I'm not sure your top three teams are in the NFC. Top three in the rest. I mean, I think, but surely the 49ers and the Eagles are, are two of them. And I, I think you can pretty much pencil the Niners, you know, into that NFC West. Um, Catbird seat provided nobody nobody gets hurt. Nate, what do you make of the? I mean, we obviously see from the 49ers' perspective they gave up on Trey Lance; it wasn't working out. Fine, they moved on. But what do you make of the Dallas side of things, making that trade and you know sending a pretty valuable fourth round pick back to the 49ers to get Trey Lance? 
Yeah, I mean, they said they had a second-round grade on him. Um, you know, Dak Prescott is, is, is out of contract in two years, um, as is Trey Lance. Uh, but I, I mean, if you're Dallas, uh, do, do you kind of want to start having that that plan be in place um, if you decide that that Dak, Dak Prescott has taken you as far as he's going to take you, which you know obviously hasn't been further um, than, than the divisional round? Um, and if you, if you see some stuff in practice that makes you think that you know you can groom this guy into your next into your next uh, franchise quarterback, and at, at less you know than forty million dollars a year to start out. Um, don't forget that you know Aaron Rodgers. Two of his years in the bench of Green Bay were, were under Mike McCarthy. Um, that worked out pretty well. So I think Mike McCarthy knows something about developing these young guys. I, I don't know that. I mean, it's, it's a fourth round picture, but I, I don't know that there's a whole lot of downside for the Cowboys taking this risk if, if they like Trey Lance as much as they said they did coming out of uh, coming out of college. My, my main concern is it just seems like he is a guy um, that needs to play football, just given how little he's played. Um, you know, with, with the COVID year at, at North Dakota State, and, and obviously having uh, you know the injuries uh, early in his NFL career, so you kind of wonder. I mean, how how much can he really develop um, if he's not on the field? And he's probably not going to be ready to displace Cooper Rush as, as the primary backup anytime soon. Uh, so in the NFC North, you have the Detroit Lions, who are the favorites for the first time in a long time. You have the Minnesota Vikings, who just won 13 games last season. Not really great defensively, but the two wildcard teams are probably Green Bay and Chicago. Which team's future, I guess we'll just go with quarterback, Justin Fields or Jordan Love, do you feel a little bit better about after watching this preseason, Nate? Well, I mean, they both look pretty good. I mean, I, I would probably say right now, maybe Jordan Love, just because he's, he's he's been in that offense for, I mean, this is his fourth year, um, you know, in, in that system, you know, with Matt for the whole time, you know, he's, he's had, had the opportunity to kind of, of, of slow, slow, slow roll it. And he's got some weapons around him. I mean, he's got a defense to help him. He's got, he's got a running game to help him. Um, we'll see how Justin Fields does with more weapons this year. Um, is his blocking improved enough? You know, we'll see. Certainly DJ Moore looks like he's ready to, Take that passing game from from one that ranked last last year, maybe one that, that's up up in the uh, twenty, you know, low twenties or something. But I think Justin Fields' talent is, is so intriguing that probably he was a guy that I, that I would want long term. But um, I think Jordan Love's got a shot to, to get that team into the playoffs this year if he can get Green Bay to say nine nine wins. Talking to Nate Davis, BetMGM tonight. Uh, yeah, when you talk about the NFC North, I mean, the Vikings won 13 games last year, and they're looked at as one of the teams, if not the team in the NFL, to have the most regression. I mean, they were the 31st-ranked defense last season. I don't expect the defense to be much better, but they were able to win 13 games with a really bad defense last season. Are you in the camp of, hey, the Vikings are going to be bad, and it's going to be massive regression for them? Or are you still looking at that team and saying, you know, they got an offense that can at least bring them back in games even when they're down? Because me personally, I feel like they can win only 10 games and maybe still win this division given the fact their defense was already bad last season. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I've kind of been on the regression thing with them since, since last year. I mean, yes, they won the 13 games, but, I mean, they also got outscored for the balance of the season. I mean, <laughs> that's true. That, pretty amazing. I think their, their four losses in the regular season were, like, by an average of 22 points. So, I mean, when, when they lost, they really got blown out. And when, when they won, they, they, they barely won. Uh, we all remember the, the comeback against the Colts. I mean, Colts weren't a good team last year, uh, and they had to, you know, really work to beat them. I think that they'll probably be in a fair amount of, of kind of, you know, 30 to 27 kind of games. But I mean, I'm also concerned when you take away Adam Thielen, when you take away 
Dalvin Cook, you know, I, I would, I would, if I'm a coordinator, I'm triple teaming Justin Jefferson and, and daring Kirk Cousins you know, to beat me with whatever else he's got. Uh, like you guys said, knowing that I'm probably going to be able to hang 30 on this defense um, without a ton of effort. I mean, maybe maybe Brian Flores will, will change that a little bit. I mean, I, you, you would hope he would as their new coordinator, but I, I really do think that they're going to come back to average in a big way. Nate, do you think uh, who else could you make the case for winning Rookie of the Year other than Bijan Robinson? If you're looking at non-quarterbacks, is there anybody else you're really high on on the offensive side of the ball? You know, maybe like a Jordan Addison in Minnesota. Uh, I mean, it sounds like Jordan Addison might, might struggle to get on the field early on as a, as a two or three. I mean, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, yeah. I think I think there, there were the same reports about Just, Justin Jefferson a few years ago. Yep. Um, you know, yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigma is one that seems like he'll do well, even even though you know, he's got the wrist issue and might not might not play the first game or two. I mean, it, and you, you know, if we're going to talk about Bijan, I, I usually feel like you know, running backs generally translate most quickly from from college to, to the NFL. So I, I think probably Jameer Gibbs is the other guy you would say is on on the real short list, just because it sounds like they're going to put him in a lot of situations. You know, put him in space kind of let him have that kind of Alvin Kamara role and let David Montgomery kind of take the beating there in Detroit. So I, I would, I, I guess I would probably say Gibbs would, would be my, my number one uh, Bijan guy. Um, I'm not really looking for any of these quarterbacks to have a, a huge rookie season. So I, th- I think that's probably my answer there. All right, we got about 90 seconds or so here. There's always a worst to first team, or, you know, something close to that in the NFL every season. Is there a team you're looking at going, this is going to be their big jump this year? Uh, I mean, I think I got a couple worst first team. When we talked about the Jets, you know, mm-hmm. I think they could certainly be one. Um, and Pittsburgh uh, is another. So I, I think those two teams, and, and they don't really feel like worst kind of teams, but, I mean, they, they were worst in, 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 you know, what are probably the two best divisions uh, in the NFL this year. So I, I, those are the ones I look at right away. I'm, I'm not sure I really see um, another one. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the NFC South was pretty compressed last year. Uh, I, I guess the Saints were technically last there. I mean, there were three teams that were seven and ten, but I've got them one in the South, so I, I think that they're you know technically another one that, that could go from tied for second last to first. Uh, Nate, we got about actually about thirty-five to forty seconds. I've been <laughs> Very trying to specific I, there. Good job. I, so no, <laughs> we haven't had a repeat champion in the NFC East in forever. I've been trying to talk Nick into Dallas this season. No. Yeah. Uh, do, could you make the case for anybody other than Philadelphia, or do you think Philly's our first repeat champ in a while? I, I really think they are. I mean, I, I just, yeah, I, I just, all this Mike McCarthy run the damn ball stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the Pollard only thing that like scares me a little bit. <laughs> are you really, are you really running Tony Pollard into the line like twenty times a game? Like I, I don't think so. And I think Jerry Jones wants it another way. And it just kind of seems like this will be one of those. To me, I, I think we're, we're going to see one of those underachieving Cowboys seasons, um, and, and they're they're really going to go as far as the defense takes them, in my opinion. Which to me is probably about nine wins. I, I don't see it catching the Eagles. You see, Ryan, that's the voice of logic right there telling you to get off the Cowboys bandwagon because it's not something you want to be on. Nate Davis, USA Today. Great to talk to you, man. Thanks for giving us the time. Thanks, Phil. I mean, come on now. You, you, can't, you can't run Tony Pollard that much and think you're going to win this season. Cowboys don't win 10 games. I'll shave my head on the air. I'll, I'll, I'll good. I can't wait to much. shave your head. Can I use a razor, too, or does that have to be Clippers? I want full razor like Jason Statham. No, okay. All right, fine. We'll do Clippers. We'll, that's compromise. I'm, I'm good enough with that. <laughs> Fair enough. Chase Kitty's up next. It's Bet MGM tonight.